got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we are going to be talking about how the next couple of weeks could be very, very, very bullish for Bitcoin, and as Remo... Rooney? I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. I probably butchered that. Just said in chat, we always explain our title. So where is this $100,000 Bitcoin within weeks title coming from? That's not clickbait. I'm dead serious. We have several reasons why we believe that this might be coming at latest by the end of the year, but perhaps even within just the next two to three weeks. Number one, something called the Thanksgiving effect. We're going to be getting into that here in just a second. Number two, a 10-year-old trend having to do with the last two bull markets. Number three, plan B stock to flow model. And number four, the inflation rate that we have seen jump all the way up to 6.2%. All four of these things and more give us the opinion that Bitcoin could be trading at six figures much sooner than you might expect. And we're going to break down exactly why in this video. We're also going to be talking about a plethora of altcoins, including Zcash, Icon, Chili's, Ethereum, and more. I think we're also going to talk about Solana a little bit later in our altcoin breakdown. Guys, we have a ton of content to dive into today, and I cannot wait to jump into a brand new week. Drop a one in chat if you are excited for potentially new all-time highs coming in just the next couple of days. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? I'm, I'm doing good. I got a new uh, mug here. Ooh, that's uh, a good-looking mug. You know, we played the worst team in the ACC, but we stomped the crap out of them, so that was nice. You played yourself? Uh, better, yeah, that's true. Ah! I'm sorry. <laughs> better than what West Virginia did over there. <laughs> oh, it's man old. Hey, I, hey I, we live in Gainesville, so like none of us can talk because the Yeah, Gators, better than what Florida did, The too. Gators are having a rough period. Sanford s- winning at halftime. Oh. Oh my we'll gosh! Keep we'll keep moving. That's pretty. That, it's been it's been a rough. You know, I I we live in the home in the swamp in the home of the Gators, but I hail from Alabama, so roll tide. We always get to win. That's you know, it's great. I have two teams that I root for. Speaking of teams, I'm on Team Smay this week. How you doing, Smay? Hi everybody, I'm Smay, and I just want to say. Happy Steve Irwin Day. Yay. Steve I'm wearing Day? Yeah, and I'm, wear, cool. I'm wearing my Crocodile Hunter hat. It's really hey. great. Um, but I would like to also take a special moment to shout out some members today. I'm going to be shouting out the masters today. I'm going to shout out Army Piper, one of our newest uh, Jedi masters. Uh, and then some old favorites, Alan Carey and Jeffrey Fritz. Let's Thank go. you guys so much for being supporters of the channel. And I love you guys so much. Or according to Tim, Geoffrey Fritz. And by the way, Remo uh, Rune. It's Geoffrey Frights. Geoffrey Frights, right. Uh, Remo just told me that his last name is pronounced Rune, not Rooney. I, so. I actually low-key, when I was reading, I was like, I think that I is not really making a sound there. I think it's Rune. Yeah, he got me. Yeah. Not well, really it's not as bad as whatever it was that you did on Friday. You well, know what? What did he say on Friday, Smash? I, I forgot said, what let's it was. Keep moving. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. You weren't. Yes, you were. You don't remember that. I remember <laughs> that. He said something. Tell us in chat what he said. Well, guys, let me just go ahead and kind of break down how the show is going to look for you today. Number one, we're going to be doing uh, some super chat coverage here in the middle. We don't have any yet, but you guys always love to do that, and we really appreciate it. We're going to interact with chat here in a little bit, but we're going to be starting with an altcoin rundown. We're going to be doing that for the next 15 minutes or so until about 9:50. After that, we will go into our first intermission where we'll read those super chats. We'll check in with you guys then from 9:55 to 9. Uh, to about 10.13, it looks like we have in our document here. We're going to be doing our Bitcoin technical analysis. We've got a lot to break down there. We do not want to miss that because Bitcoin has a very powerful 
next couple of weeks coming up, in my opinion. Then we're going to cover some news from about 1019 to 1024. Then we're going to go into another intermission, and then we're going to read some Super Chats. Then we're going to cover Ethereum. Then we're going to look at some news. Then we're going to go to our conclusion. Then we're going to close. We're going to be going for about an hour and a half today. Guys, cannot wait to jump into it. Thank you very much for tuning in. And by the way, even before we get started, make sure to hit that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 1,000 likes here in the first 10 minutes. It helps to promote us in the algorithm. If you find this content to be helpful, maybe you can share it with some of your friends who might as well. Tim, did you have something you want to say there? I'm good. I'm good. Well, guys, let me also go ahead and tease you what the uh, stories that we're going to be reading are today. The three news stories on the docket for today are Taproot has gone live on Bitcoin. Uh, Number two, Vanek has launched. uh, They've just been denied launching a spot Bitcoin ETF, but they've finally launched a futures Bitcoin ETF, which is something that Vanek has been trying to do for as long as I've been in the cryptocurrency market. I've been covering Vanek for a very long time, and they've finally gotten that approved. And then also AMC has officially begun accepting cryptocurrency. This was announced a couple of months ago, but now it is going live. So guys, like I said, we got a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump right on to my chart. Looks like we're going to be starting today with, let me get caught up here. Today, we're going to be starting with some TA on Icon. I know you guys are a big fan of Icon. It's a cryptocurrency that I have been looking at for the last couple of years. Let's just go ahead and look here on CoinMarketCap ICX. Drop a one in chat if you are an investor in Icon. If I remember correctly, it's been a few years since I've really looked into Icon. They were working with um, supply chain logistics and they were working with medical records. There's a lot of things that Icon does. I'm just going to be honest with you. I haven't kept up with it in the last couple of years. This is one of those cryptocurrencies that, unfortunately, I don't find myself being as interested in anymore. I'm just being honest with you guys. That is my mission every single day we come on here to hold our integrity at paramount value. I haven't been following Icon for a while because, frankly, Icon is one of those cryptocurrencies that used to be in the top 10. It used to be doing very, very well, and it slid all the way down to number 80. And this is what kind of concerns me about a lot of these altcoins, guys. And look, we want to do more altcoin coverage, but I will always be candid with you. That is a promise. You can take that to the bank, or I suppose you can take it to a cold wallet because we're in cryptocurrency. I am going to tell you the truth. What's that? Oh, he was laughing at that. Wow. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm allowed to make a joke every once in a while. The point I'm trying to make here is that I will always be honest with you. If I like a cryptocurrency, I will tell you, but there's a lot of these altcoins that are in the top 10 right now that are simply not going to be in four years. I've been in cryptocurrency for almost five years now. I've watched cryptos come and go. Unfortunately, Icon is one of the ones that seem to have gone. But nevertheless, it has had a bullish last couple of days. Ever since just yesterday, it's rallied from $2.40 all the way up to a local high at $2.71. And we take a look over here at the price action chart. We can actually see that it has been on a tear ever since July. Icon has rallied all the way from $0.67, cents, 300%, up to $2.70, uh, excuse me, to $2.70 and has been doing very, very well. Let's take a look quickly at some of its technicals because I know some of you guys are very excited about this project. It does have some interesting fundamentals. Just It, it really does discourage me, the fact that it's slid down so far. But nevertheless, we have seen a bullish MACD cross over the last couple of days. We've seen that the MACD histograms, uh, the histogram bars on the MACD down here has rallied to about 0.04, which is the highest level that has been ever since the beginning of October. That signals that the bulls are coming into power. We can also see that volume is gradually trying to creep back up. There's not a lot, but it's trying anyway. We can also see that the market has been generally rounding out and bottoming out, and we've been setting consecutive higher highs if we, if we kind of ignore these uh, random scam wicks right here. 
then we can see that there have been one, two, three, four major higher highs on Icon over the last couple of months. And on top of that, we can also see that Icon has broken bullish above a ascending level of resistance that you can see right here. Taking a look at the TD sequential, just want to kind of run through some of these technicals. I try to do a lot of this technical analysis kind of on the fly so you guys can see what my mentality is when I start looking at crypto. So a lot of this, I don't have notes prepared for this. I just know I want to talk about Icon. I've got a general idea of what I think about it, and I want to kind of run through the TA so that you guys see, uh, can walk along that process with me. Like I said, if you're enjoying today's show, consider hitting that like button. But nevertheless, we can look here at some of our crypto, uh, some of our uh, indicators. The first one I always like to look at is TD Sequential. Is TD Sequential overextended? It is not. If you don't know what TD Sequential is, I'll break it down simply. It is kind of a complicated algorithm, but I'll try and break it down as simply as I can. It is something called a candlestick counting algorithm. Algorithm means it's a mathematical formula. Candlestick means it has to do with candlesticks. Counting means it counts from one to nine, and whenever it hits nine, that is a signal that we should be seeing a reversal. You can see right here, we're only at five. So that means that TD Sequential is not telling us that the market is overextended. It's not saying the market has rallied too far, so we can safely ignore TD Sequential on this chart. What we cannot safely ignore seems to be the Bollinger Bands. Take note of this. We have rallied outside of the Bollinger Bands several times, indicating that there is strength in this market, and we have done the same thing just today, pushing all the way up to a new local high at $2.71, indicating that the bulls are bringing back in some more volatility. Taking a look at Lux Algo, which is actually the sponsor of today's show, you can see, let's see what we see here. There is a strong buy signal that came in back over here. There was a sell signal and a strong buy signal. You might be thinking, gosh, this is really weird. What's going on here? Well, as you can see down here in the bottom right, uh, see where it says state ranging? That is Lux Algo's way of saying that the market is not in a clearly defined trend, either up or down. It means that the market is trading sideways. Lux Algo is not designed, at least the, at least the buy and sell signals, excuse me, are not designed to really give you good signals when you're ranging. What they're designed to do is to give you signals when you're trending. For example, we are in a downtrend over here, phenomenal signal. Uptrend over here, phenomenal signal. When you start going sideways, that's when you want to start using other facets of the of the uh, indicator package, such as the reversal zones and such as the trend catcher. In general, Lux Algo is giving us a bullish sign, and it also is saying that we're bouncing off of the uh, the EQ cloud right here. Let's briefly take a look at some of our other oscillators down here, taking a look at Market Cipher. This is pretty interesting. Market Cipher looks like it has its money flow rounding and moving to the upside, basically just meaning it looks like more money is flowing into uh, Icon. We can also see here that the RSI is trending to the upside. VWAP is sitting up here and momentum is moving to the upside. I'll be brief and just basically say that that is pretty good. It's not quite a buy signal, but it looks healthy. On top of that, if we take a look here at Lux Oscillator, we can see that this market has a rounding bottom and Lux Oscillator has absolutely moonshot in the last three days, indicating that we could be at the beginning of something big. Tim, have you looked into Icon's fundamentals at all? And what do you think about its chart right now? No, definitely not the fundamentals. And and I'm, I'm looking at and going with you while you go through everything and, and seeing a couple things of my own. So on the, on the top, bigger time frames, a little confused on what's happening. I, I do think that we potentially are uh, looking at to break out of a bullet, or sorry, break out of a symmetrical triangle pattern, right? On the weekly chart. But when I come down to the daily chart, we are definitely in a, a current ascending wedge that I, we, we are at the top of that wedge as well. So there's a yeah. rising level resistance right there. Also, there is bearish RSI divergence on the daily chart. Uh, on the four hourly chart, there's some nice stuff happening. So, you know, I do think the four hourly chart shows that there's potential that we could rally a little bit farther. But then I think that uh, that on the hourly chart, that bearish RSI divergence begins to rear its head again. Mm. And you guys who have been watching the show for a while know 
RSI divergence is something that cannot be ignored. You can't. Tim, I feel like you're cheating on the composite man. You even took the sign down. You're starting to talk more about RSI divergence than the composite man. Has something happened? I need the composite man to make some moves before I bring him back up again. I mean, it's true. There is bearish RSI divergence on the hourly chart. I'm just saying, you know. Well, no, I mean, I still got to do technicals. It can't just all be composite man. (laughs) You can't just wear a tinfoil hat. I want to invest in a nicer sign, too. (laughs) Yeah, you got to honor the composite man with a better sign than what you had up there. Let me just read quickly. I also don't think the composite man cares that much about this project so. Oof, that's that's pretty rough uh just really quickly here i want to read a little bit of the fundamentals of icon icon aims to build a decentralized network of networks powered by cryptocurrencies in this way icon describes this goal as being to establish a digital nation wherein different economic actors can issue and control their own forms of value under rule systems they select so that is kind of what they aim to do but i want to quickly take a look at another cryptocurrency called zcash i know you guys uh, a lot of you guys are very big fans of zcash Zcash is one of the original privacy cryptocurrencies. In fact, I think it was the second one after Monero. My history might be wrong there, but Zcash has been around as long as I've been in the market. Let's take a quick peek at it over on CoinMarketCap. And by the way, guys, like I said, we are going to be getting to our Bitcoin's technical analysis and fundamental analysis here in about 10, 15 minutes. So stay tuned for that. But really quickly, we want to run through some of these altcoins that you guys are excited about. Zcash has been in the cryptocurrency space, as you can see, ever since about 2016. I remember back when I was in cryptocurrency, uh, when, when, uh, Zcash was sitting up here around $200, $300, $400. And I actually remember watching it run all the way to $880 back then. It was one of the larger cryptocurrencies in the market. I don't remember. I don't think it was ever in the top 10. I could be wrong on that. But I do remember Zcash being well in the top 20 back when I got into cryptocurrency. I got into cryptocurrency just on this chart. You can see it. It was right here. Uh, J- uh, July 31st, I can't quite get it, but right there, when I got into crypto, Zcash was at $176. Where is it now? It's at $202. This is kind of the problem that I see with some of these cryptos. And we're looking at these cryptos because you guys want us to look at these cryptos. My problem with them is that a lot of them haven't done a whole lot. They may have all kinds of fundamental development. That's fantastic. But if you make a better mousetrap that no one buys, then you're a failure of an entrepreneur. Being an inventor and being an entrepreneur are two different things. There are a lot of cryptocurrency projects that act like inventors and forget, or at least they're not able to succeed like an entrepreneur. You have to invent something, and then more importantly, you got to figure out how to sell it. Right now, that is not happening. The all-time high on a lot of these projects was many years ago, and maybe it'll come back. Maybe we have a Zcash army out there, I'm sure. I'm not knocking your project necessarily. I guess I am, but what I'm really saying is if you're going to invest in something, make sure it has a track record. What's the track record of this project? If you would have bought in, Four years ago, you'd be you'd be up, but you would have ha- you would have been outperformed by literally everything. Bitcoin is up twenty times, and it's one of the slower moving large cap altcoins. Ethereum is up, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 times in the same time. So even though it's up, don't ever forget the power and the importance of opportunity cost. But with that said, let's go ahead and take a look at its charts. I know a lot of you guys are interested in it. Like I said, I have some technicals prepared here, but for the most part, I like to do these kind of on the fly. As we can see right here, uh, Zcash is currently sitting in a massive ascending wedge. That is not bullish. That's, in fact, quite bearish and, and does indicate... They're late in it, too. Like it's, Wait, yeah, what's we're, that? We're pushing towards the end of yeah, it. Yeah, we're pushing towards the end of that, guys. So yeah. I'm just going to show you right now what could happen here. Zcash, if it doesn't break through this resistance, it's probably going to fall over. It's going to test this uptrending level of support, and it's going to break to the downside. I haven't even looked at a single indicator. haven't even looked at a single technical yet, but that one sharp formation is giving me that opinion. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, okay, this is what I see. Let's see if any of the technicals disprove that, because we want to make sure we're looking at both sides of the story. 
I always preach this, and I will preach until the cows come home, guys. You want to make sure you get both sides. It's one of the travesties of our current world is people only look at one side of the story. Right now, TD Sequential isn't telling us anything all that important. Let's take a look at the candlesticks. There is a shooting star candlestick right here. Not very bullish. There was a green, red, green, but oftentimes when you see a green, red, green formation like this that's super tall, it's not the most bullish. Basically, a green, red, green is just whenever you see a green candlestick followed by a smaller red candlestick followed by a larger red, uh, green candlestick. Typically a bullish continuation pattern. Unfortunately, in this case, it doesn't look like that's the case. We've been trading sideways here under our resistance uptrend for the last week or so, not instilling a lot of confidence in me. Now, there is more volume over the last couple of weeks, but is that because of the growth of the cryptocurrency community uh, or of this cryptocurrencies community, or is it a result of the overall growth of the rest of the altcoin space? You could debate on that for quite some time. I personally think it's probably due to the uh, the increased interest in cryptocurrency at large. We are um, seeing that the Bollinger Bands are widening after a constriction, but I'm really not all that interested in that, to be honest with you. Let's take a look at Lux Algo here. I have a feeling it's under a buy signal on Lux Algo, and there was a sell signal here. There was uh, strong buy signal, trend catchers green. We pushed up here into the reversal zone. That's all great. We're in a solid uptrend on Zcash, but let's just think about this for a second. Ever since the end of September to now, to the top, you could have made 119%. You could have made 119% in a lot of places. I am not saying I dislike Zcash. I'm not saying I dislike its project, but I am saying that it seems to me like there's better opportunities out there. That's just my opinion on that. Tim, do you have any final thoughts on that before we move on no, to Chili's? You, you hit it right on the head. Like sending wedge, not good. Bear, <laughs> bearish our side divergence, not good. Uh, you know, they, they just recently touched the top of a Bollinger, uh, a Bollinger Bands and are coming back down, not good. So that's a whole. Not a project I would invest in right this second. Now, there is a project now that we're going to talk about. And then here in about four minutes, we're going to check in with the chat, read some super chats. Uh, the world leading blockchain fincheck, fincheck, fintech provider for sports and entertainment. One of Tim's favorite cryptocurrencies. You've heard him talk about it a lot. It's none other than Chili's. Ooh, I could go for some chili right now. I am. It's kind of chilly outside. You know, those brutal Florida winters getting down to 53 degrees. It's terrible. Um, right now, Chili's is ranked number 58. And unlike the other two projects that we just talked about it moonshot earlier this year and it's actually a moonshot yeah earlier this year and it's stayed up there it's managed to retain a lot of that value it seems like it's earlier on than some of these projects that seem to be past their prime like perhaps icon and zcash taking a quick peek over here at chili's if i can get it to load. It doesn't look like my chart wants to cooperate. There we go. You can see that Chili's had this gigantic run up from like one cent up here to a local high, almost a dollar. Chili, Chili's to a dollar. And uh, right now it seems to be just like the other projects that we talked about in a rising wedge. In one point. That's unfortunate. In one point. There's, at one point. If you look at that wick, there's also an argument that it's in a symmetrical triangle pattern coming out of a bullish movement. It's true. You mean over the last like two weeks, ever mm -hmm. since October 27th? Yes. That is true. That is very true. Uh, it's an argument. So that, it's you know, an argument. We're looking at the bullish versus the bearish. It's an argument. Bearish bears are looking at this and saying, "Oh, that's an ascending wedge." Bulls are looking at this saying, "No, that's a metrical triangle pattern." So who's I'm looking that? at it as a pragmatist, as the, saying it's both. <laughs> there's also that. There's other things. I don't let you continue. There's other things that confirm yeah. the bears might be right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go ahead and take a look at here at the. Um, at the uh, RSI divergence, because I have a feeling this is going to be important. Taking a look at the daily chart RSI divergence, even though the candle wick 
is higher is lower highs the candle body is higher highs and that means that there is bearish RSI divergence mm -hmm. showing up right here on the daily chart I have a feeling that extends down to the hourly chart and I'm right it does looking here at the candle bodies we have some pretty strong bearish RSI divergence I have a feeling it might extend down to the hourly chart and it does I mean it's just kind of the way it goes a lot of times this will show up over all time frames to be honest with you guys Chili's has had a pretty large rally and Chili's of the three that we just talked about I'm the most optimistic on but I think it might need to have a little bit of sideways movement here I'm not saying this one's going to drop a lot like Icon will but I'm not the most bullish on this Tim do you have any thoughts on Chili's before we move on I mean so the thing about Chili's is it's going to get it's going to pick up especially with what it's project is doing in Europe with European soccer it's going to have good seasons during when when stuff is big over there and it's going to dip off a little bit when things are light over there um the truth is actually I don't even know is there a lot of stuff happening in Europe right now do you there is those high Premier League is happening. So there's a good chance that we're actually seeing a rally even based off of fundamentals with that. I need to catch up on all the details because I was even reading an article this morning uh, when I saw we were doing this that there's some updates that Chili's has done that I was not familiar with and I want to research that more. But I just think the overall idea of this coin and this project to get fans more interactive, especially after we just went through the disease that cannot be named <laughs> and, and sports attendance was you know prohibited, uh, fans want to interact. And they, yeah. they want to spend time with their team. They want to Absolutely. have a say. And I think Chili's is a great uh, project to help uh, continue to develop that and make fans even more invested in their local teams. Yeah, absolutely. And I think any of these cryptocurrencies that are investing heavily in community, a good one is Cardano. It has a very strong community. Those are the ones that you really need to look out for because they are going to do very well. With that said, let's go ahead and check in with the chat. Remember, guys, here in a minute, in fact, in five minutes, we are going to be going over our Bitcoin technical analysis. We're going to talk about the Thanksgiving effect, which over the last six years has said literally every single year between November uh, 25th and, and December the 2nd, Bitcoin has rallied at least 3%. In most years, it's rallied over 10%. We're going to talk about that in a second. We got a lot to talk about on Bitcoin, guys. I know you want to know where Bitcoin's going. We're going to dive into all of that in a second. But really quickly, let's check in with you guys. Do we have any super chats yeah, yet? We, we have a couple, so we'll, we'll go ahead and get through those. Mitchell Murray uh, donated saying, Can you do some TA on life getting listed on major exchanges this week? So L I F E. Life. I don't know if I have uh, heard that one. I have not heard of this crypto. It, it is ranked number 3,000, so that would be why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one. That's a hard uh, one. Maybe at the end, Mitchell. We'll maybe. see. Uh, Robbie G said, what trading platform would y'all recommend to use for a crypto trader? I like Coinbase Pro. Mm -hmm. And the reason I like Coinbase Pro is because it's one of the biggest. It has, a, and I'm not sponsored by Coinbase, by the way. Um, it's one of the biggest. It has a very clean interface. It's pretty quick. I haven't had any issues with it, you know, going down or anything. So I like Coinbase Pro. Um, and by the way, guys, any of those little altcoins that you want us to talk about, we're going to do something called an altcoin snapshot at the end of the video. That's where we're going to be going over like several different altcoins, uh, doing like one minute of technical analysis on them, just giving you a little bit of a teaser of what we think about them. And then if we like them, we'll put them in the lineup and talk about them more. So go ahead and drop a hashtag followed by the ticker symbol that you would like to see. Go ahead and spam chat. I will allow it for all of 60 seconds and then we will be able to get some of those. It's going to be chaos. All right. It's going to be chaos. Uh, we keep moving on. <laughs> um, we got one from Monica T saying, okay, so I, I'm, this coin is pronounced Saito. So S-A-I-T-O, Saito. I think, are they talking about Saitama as far as, I think? I mean, I'm just reading what No, it, it isn't. That's different. I'm sorry. Saito is the next, you know, eat oh, killer, gosh. they say. Fast blockchain coming. Uh, I have heard a lot of so things. much about that project, and 
you know how many times I've been told that something is going to take over Ethereum? Yeah. yeah. So many times. If your project says, we're the next Ethereum, okay, prove it. Ethereum really, is worth half a trillion dollars. It really gets in the way of the narrative that Ethereum's taking out Bitcoin. Yeah, for yeah, real. It really, <laughs> really hurts it. Yeah. Uh, Panda Storm. Great name. Hi, have you heard? Hi, have you heard of this project? Uh, Chris, MM Crypto, and Crypto Mo are starting VLaunch, going to be released end of this month. Hashtag Varriers? I don't know if she meant Warriors, but it's a V. I am. I have not heard of that. Uh, I have not. Sorry. I have not been keeping um, up with that. Let's see here. The Crypto Badger said, I'm noticing a trend of all of the alts you're looking at. It is looking kind of bearish. Bullish for Bitcoin, question mark? That's what we're going to talk about here in a minute. I think that Bitcoin is looking very bullish for the last couple of uh, weeks here moving into the beginning of next year. But I do think it's going to take a little bit of time for the altcoins to catch up. I think the big cap altcoins are going to do well. But some of these small cap altcoins, I think, are going to get kind of left behind. Hmm. And by the way, guys, if you're enjoying today's show, hit that like button. We've got 700 likes. When you hit the like button, what it does is it helps to promote this video in the algorithm. So if you're finding value from this video, maybe someone else in crypto will as well. So if you wouldn't mind hitting that like button helps. And then also make sure to go and share this stream with 10 of your friends that you think could get some value out of this. We go live 930 Eastern every single weekday. So make sure to tune in. We have one last one I'm going to read before we move back into our content from The Philosopher. Uh, Is that Philosopher with a Phil? Philosopher, yeah. I love that name. Yeah. Uh, blessings, my brothers. I love, I love the show. You guys should check out... Network, super undervalued VR metaverse. So Network is N-E-T-V-R-K. I've never, I've never heard of that one. But I yeah. haven't heard of that either. But we've seen a lot of the. And by the way, guys, literally in sixty seconds, we're going to be jumping into our Bitcoin TA and getting to all the meat and potatoes of today's show. But the the, the metaverse cryptocurrencies have been absolutely blowing up lately. Ever since Facebook announced this rebranding, but you got to be careful because a lot of them are getting you know. Rising tides raise, raise all ships. That doesn't mean that your ship is seaworthy. It just might mean that the sh that the tide is rising. And uh, I think a lot of these metaverse projects are probably a little bit overextended, personally. Mm. But yeah, do we have any more before we move on? As I think for now we're good. We'll, yeah, we had a donate donation from Riley Simpson, but Riley no Simpson, thank so. you so much, guys. Smay, you were in the gym this morning. Yeah. Uh, yes, I was in the gym this morning with Tim. There you go. Awesome. Yep. Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump into some Bitcoin. I am excited. We are going to start off with a tweet from none other than T. Shroom, who is our resident researcher, one of them. And he posted this on his Twitter earlier this morning. Make sure to go and follow him. You can find his Twitter right here on my screen. Hashtag Bitcoin Thanksgiving effect. Percentage change from November 25th to December 2nd each year has never been less than 3.68% higher for the last six years. Bitcoin, Thanksgiving 2021, etc. Take a look at these years. From November 25th to December 2nd, the week after Thanksgiving in 2015, we rallied 13.35%. It was almost 13.37%. It was almost late, but it wasn't. It's okay. 2016, 4.35%. 2017, I remember the Thanksgiving effect was a big deal back in 2017. Everybody was talking about it. And sure enough, in that week, Bitcoin would rally 33.53%. 2018, during the bear market, it still rallied 8.15%. 2019, rallied 4.17%. 2020, rallied 3.68%. Here's kind of a theory behind what we call the Thanksgiving effect. And this is really interesting. Like I said, I remember people talking about this a lot back in 2017 when Bitcoin was on its tear and it was going up to all-time high. 
Everybody has this opinion that you get all the kids together with all of the family at the dinner table for Thanksgiving, and then there's conversations abound as there's 20 or 30 people in a house, and then the word Bitcoin comes up, the word Ethereum comes up, and then all of a sudden, Uncle Bobby is hearing about Bitcoin, and he's a silver bug, and he's like, wait a second, Bitcoin is the new gold? I can buy it online? Here, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you for setting me up with a Coinbase account, and then you get all the boomers buying Bitcoin. We love our boomers. We want you guys in Bitcoin, and we're very much appreciative of it, but there's a theory that this happens every single year at Thanksgiving. And quite frankly, the data kind of tells that as well. You can see the last six years, we have never seen less than a 3.7% movement in a week. Just so you know, for context, 6 to 10% is the average in the stock market over 52 weeks. In one week, we average at least 3.5%. If you went and averaged all four, all of six of these together, you would find that on average, Bitcoin moves between 8 and 10% in the week final, uh, in the week alone coming up after that. And by the way, I also want to mention this. 2017 of these six years is the most analogous year to where we are right now. Why is that? Because 2017 around Thanksgiving was the time that we saw Bitcoin in a massive rally breaking new all-time highs. Well, what just happened on Bitcoin? Like I said, guys, this is my favorite part of the show. We're going to dive into some Bitcoin. We got a great show lined up for you. I simply cannot wait. In 2017, what was Bitcoin? I mean, just take a look at this chart. We're going to go on the weekly. And I'm going to show you out here on BLX. We saw uh, 2015 was right here. No bull market. 2016, eh, kind of a bull market, but not really a big deal. 2017, ding, 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 ding. That's the end of a bull market, kind of like where we are right now. 2018, bear market. 2019, boring. 2020, yeah, we're getting started. But then 2021, ding, 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 ding. We're at the end of a bear market, hitting a new, uh, end of a bull market, hitting a new all-time high. What happened in 2017 is the one that I'm most interested in. Rallied 33.53% in that week alone. If we zoom in here, you can see it. Uh, let me see if I can find that week here. It was the week after that. In that week, we rallied th- uh, about 30%. If you zoom in and actually look at the days, this this candlestick did not click over on the 25th. It clicked over on the 27th. But if you zoom in there, big deal. So here's what matters here. In the next couple of weeks, there is one going to be Thanksgiving where there's going to be conversations had all around the dinner table about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Number two, we're going to see one of the biggest shopping and spending seasons in the world, in the year happen, every person in e-commerce, every single business owner knows that the most money is spent in e-commerce during the months of November and December. Why? Black Friday and Christmas. It's that simple. Bitcoin also historically has its best quarter in quarter four. We're in quarter four, uh, October, November, December. Those are the best months to be in Bitcoin. On top of that, we just broke all-time high. And by the way, out here on the weekly chart, Bitcoin just set a new local high that we have never, excuse me, not a new local high, a new all-time high that we have never seen before. We just closed the highest weekly candlestick a couple of days ago, uh, and it doesn't even show up here. We got to look at this new candlestick right here. We just closed the highest weekly candlestick we've ever seen at over $65,000. So what does all this mean? It means that the next couple of months for Bitcoin are incredibly bullish looking. Why do we say that $100,000 in a few weeks is possible, if not likely? We're also talking about Plan B stock to flow ratio and model, excuse me, not ratio, model. If you know anything about Plan B's predictions, he has been within $1,000 of being accurate every single month for the last three months. He's predicting $98,000 on Bitcoin within the next two weeks. He thinks that's going to happen. He made that prediction months ago and he's standing by it. He also predicts $135,000 Bitcoin by the end of the year. At minimum, by the way, that's the way that prediction is set up. Here's the deal. A lot of people are very skeptical of that. And the reason that they say they're skeptical is because, and I've said this too before, but I'm kind of changing my tune because I've thought about it a lot. Let's take a look at Tesla here. A lot of people are saying, hey, look, Bitcoin cannot add a trillion dollars in market capitalization in two weeks. It's not going to happen. Well, 
let's take a look at some cryptocurrency, uh, some other stocks here. Let's take a look at Tesla. Tesla rallied from 800 bucks, 45% in 21 days. It rallied 50% and added about $400 billion worth of market capitalization. And why did Tesla do that? I'll tell you why Tesla did that. Because just like the cryptocurrencies that will become successful, Tesla has two things. It has a strong community and it has brand loyalty. No, brand fanaticism. People are fanatics about the Tesla brand. You can say whatever you want about their cars. You can say bolts come in wrong and the paneling is not all in alignment. You can say Elon Musk is crazy all you want, but what you can't deny is that they have a fanatic following. What does Bitcoin have? Bitcoin has a fanatic following and a brand recognition, the likes of which we have never seen before. Let me tell you something. We have never seen any kind of commodity gain popularity as fast as Bitcoin has. Full stop, period. Hundreds of millions of people are now working in the cryptocurrency market and are investing in this and know about this. The brand awareness that has happened, by the way, with zero marketing is ridiculous. So it is very possible for Bitcoin to bring in 500 to a thousand billion dollars, 500 billion to a trillion dollars in market capitalization in two to three weeks. I do think that that is possible. And I think there's a decent argument to be made that it is going to happen. Now, let's go ahead and look here at some of the technical analysis. Because is it really possible that Bitcoin could rally 30% by the end of the year? Because if we're talking about a $100,000 Bitcoin in just the next few weeks, namely by the end of the year, then we'd have to see Bitcoin rally 52% in those 49 days. Is that likely? Well, let's start by doing some technical analysis on Bitcoin. We're going to start on the daily chart, and then we'll work our way backwards up to the weekly chart and go back into some of that longer-term TA. First thing I want to look at here is the daily chart for Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin doing right now? Well, Bitcoin over the weekend did pretty much what we thought it was going to do. If you'll remember back to Friday, I said... Uh, and actually, it was back to Thursday. I said that Bitcoin is probably going to actually on Tuesday last week. I'm just going all the way back on Tuesday last week. I said we're probably going to break this uptrending level of support and pull down to sixty one thousand three hundred to sixty three thousand dollars. This zone that you can see drawn right here. Then November the twelfth, we saw that happen. Right now, we're in the process of putting an inverse head and shoulders pattern in place. That inverse head and shoulders pattern has a price target sitting all the way up here at sixty seven thousand five hundred. At the moment, Bitcoin is looking a little bit where there's that word again anemic, but what it's basically doing is it's coming back down and back testing this uptrending level of support. So that's a four hourly chart. That's kind of what's happened over the last couple of days. But if we go back out to the daily chart, there are some very important things happening. Number one, we see a spinning top. Dun, dun, dun. These are the things that we've seen so many of lately. We've seen spinning tops all over the place. What does this mean? In fact, of these five candlesticks between November the 9th and November the 13th, we saw four of them being spinning tops, and the other one you could argue is a dragonfly doji. I think this candle body is a little bit too big for it, but pretty much all of them signal one thing, indecision. Indecision is not what you want to see in an uptrend. However, when you see indecision at the bottom of a downtrend, it actually can be. Indecision basically is a way of looking for a trend reversal. We saw indecision up here with the spinning top. What's a spinning top? It's just a candle with a long upper wick and a long lower wick. Why does that matter? Because the long upper wick signals that the bulls tried and failed. The long lower wick signals the bears tried and failed. It basically means we're at a standstill. Basically means the market doesn't know what it wants, like a teenager girl or, you know, guy, you know, it goes both ways. It's 2021. And we are seeing a lot of that happening right now. There was a, uh, uh, a spinning top that happened back on November the 13th, and that signals that there was indecision, but it can actually be seen as a good thing because it signals indecision coming out of a downtrend, which in indicates that the downtrend might be ending. So that's what we're seeing happen right now. Bitcoin's trying to rally. It's having a little bit of a hard time today, but for the most part, it is at least trying to get there. Now, one thing that you can see is that Bitcoin actually has some bullish RSI divergence here on the daily chart. Higher highs uh, and then also... 
uh, well, actually, it's not right there. I think it's on a different time frame. I will look at that here in a second. But the point I also want to make here is that the Bollinger Bands are very, very bullish right now. You can see we're actually sitting above the baseline. That is the 20 daily simple moving average. We came down and tested it in our zone of support right down here. So things are looking pretty good there. We're seeing more volatility come into the cryptocurrency space. Remember, we want to see volatility. We want to see retail investor interest, volume volatility. What are we seeing right now? Retail investor interest is coming up. What are we seeing right now? Volume's low, so I'm not happy about that, but it has been generally kind of high. I'm hoping that this will come up a little bit more. Not the most encouraging thing right now, just got to be honest with you, but that volatility is being shown in the Bollinger Bands. On top of that, if we take a look here at the VPVR, Remember, guys, the VPVR maximum, the thing that we really need to be paying attention to, is sitting between 61 and 62,000, right in this territory right here. We are currently on the bullish side of this hill. And yeah, we're kind of rolling up the hill back towards the peak, but so long as we stay up here above 62K, we're still bullish. So don't get discouraged by the fact that the last two days have been bearish and the fact that the volume's kind of low. I understand that. But I do still think that we are in a period where we're going to see a major, major run to the upside because of all of the bullish factors at play here in the crypto market. It just wouldn't make a lot of sense if we didn't see that. It looks like we're having a prolonged pit stop for gas up here, and I'm okay with that because what happened the last time we had a little pit stop for gas? Yeah, we had a drop, but guess what happened after that? Bitcoin rallied 62% in 22 days. That's the kind of movement I think is coming, 60% in 22 days or 60% in a month or 50% in four, in four weeks. You know, that kind of movement I think is what we're going to see happen. And look, guys, I'm not married to the idea of $100,000 by the end of the year. Maybe it happens in January. Maybe I'm two weeks late. Whatever. The point is, Bitcoin is going to $100,000 and it's going there soon, in my opinion. And I do think this bull market will top out around 200 k With that said, we're going to go ahead and look down on the shorter term timeframes. Let's take a look at the four hourly chart. Right now on the four hourly chart, we are setting higher highs and higher lows. You can see that we are in a basic uptrend right now. Now, what you could argue, you could argue that this is a giant uh, bearish trading channel, uh, a bear flag, and then we would push to the downside. If we do that, the price targets down here at $60,000, uh, $61,000, which by the way, is the bottom of our bullish support zone. So even if you make that argument, which is the most bearish argument I can find on the four hourly chart, in my opinion, I think we're okay. Now, one thing that you can point out here, is down here on the MACD. MACD isn't looking great. Technically, it's bullish. Technically, we had a bull cross, but you know this is looking a little bit anemic, but for the most part, we are bullish on the MACD. Not too worried about that. Taking a look here at the Bollinger Bands, we can also see we just rejected off of the top of the Bollinger Bands, and we have a couple of very high wicks up here. This basically means that moving into the week, we have seen the bulls get rejected on the four-hourly chart. That's what this big red candlestick kind of represents right here, but again, that's not something that I'd be concerned about. That is just volatility right now. That hasn't signaled a major trend reversal of any shit of any kind just yet. Now, looking at the hourly chart, there is a little bit more bearish sign, uh, and that is that there was a bearish MACD cross right here. And by the way, guys, like I said, if you're enjoying today's stream, hit that like button. Thank you guys so much, and share this video if you think other people will find value out of it. Drop a one in chat if you are interested in Bitcoin going to $100,000 by the end of the year. Uh, one, I definitely want to see that happen, but we have to make sure we're being logical and looking at this uh, and, and, and not just expecting something to happen because we want it, but expecting something to happen because there's logic and there's reason behind it. That's very important. The RSI shows an interesting story here. We actually had some bearish RSI divergence form on the hourly chart. You can see that higher, the lower highs over here and the higher highs over here, it's bearish RSI divergence over the overnight. It kind of predicted this correction and that's what we're seeing happen right now. But let's go back up to the daily chart and let's look at one of our indicators called Market Cipher and let's see if it gives us any interesting information on where Bitcoin is heading next. 
sneak peek, it definitely does. Taking a look down here at market cipher B, we have some interesting signals. Number one, money flow is pulling back a little bit. It's sitting here around 20, but it is actually pretty bullish and money flow has been green for literally over three months now. What does that mean? It means that the bulls are in charge, even if we have short-term corrections. It means that we shouldn't be getting freaked out just because we have a little five or 10% drop. I mean, that would be like, you know, world news in the stock market, but in crypto, that's just volatility. That's just how it is. We're not too concerned about that. Now, taking a look at the momentum, this is what's really encouraging on Market Cipher. Despite the fact that we've seen some red come in today, money uh, mar, uh, momentum on Market Cipher. We got money flow, Market Cipher, momentum. We got all these M words. Uh, this has actually shown a green dot, and this indicates that the momentum may be moving to the upside. That's a good sign because momentum is just what it sounds like. It basically tells us what direction is the pendulum swinging today. Right now, the pendulum seems, based on Market Cipher, to be swinging in the upwards direction. That is a good thing, even though we're red. Market cipher is telling us okay be be you know be calm the momentum is moving in the right direction taking a look at the rsis here we can see that they're diverging but they are generally trading sideways slash moving to the upside they're kind of in a holding pattern waiting to see what bitcoin does so it's pretty interesting there um, taking a look at the VWAP also, we can see the VWAP just crossed back over zero. That is the volume weighted average price. That is telling us where the market is trading based on recent price data, and it seems to be doing okay. Looking at the market cipher DBSI, this one is also giving us some very interesting information. Market cipher DBSI is basically a um, candlestick algorithm that the large numbers is a force pushing the market away from the big numbers. The small numbers is a force pulling the market towards them. So think of the big numbers like two repellent magnets and think of the small numbers like a gravitational field you want to be the market is going to move in the direction of small numbers going to move away from big numbers so over these three days here um, November 11th, 12th, and 13th, we saw big numbers on top pushing the market down, then small numbers on the bottom pulling the market down. And then in the last two days, we've seen big numbers on the bottom pushing the market up, and then small numbers on top pulling the market up. So DBSI has actually been giving us some very bullish signals over the weekend, despite the fact that we have this red candlestick here. And this is kind of what I'm talking about, guys. Don't let one candlestick deceive you. It's very easy to get deceived by one red candlestick. I wouldn't fall for it, guys. The market is at least trying to have a bullish reversal right now. Has it? Uh, done it yet has it confirmed it no but we're hoping and praying that it is going to and i think there's a good reason to believe that it will now, let me go ahead and grab my notes back up here. They moved on me. Let's take a look down here at the four-hourly chart on Market Cipher. There is something else that I want to show you right now, and that is not as bullish. Remember, guys, you can have a bullish movement nested inside of a bearish movement, and you can have a bearish movement nested inside of a bullish movement. The market is trying to be bullish on the daily chart, but that doesn't mean every time frame is going to be bullish. In fact, the four-hourly chart and the hourly chart often disagree with the long-term uptrend. That's okay, but just remember, the long-term trend is the one that you're normally going to default back to. So if we're in a downtrend on the four hourly chart, but we're in an uptrend on the on the daily chart, you're normally going to default back to the uptrend. So just keep that in mind and try and make sure you're betting with the trend, not against it. Taking a look here at the four hourly chart, market cipher, you can see that the RSIs are pretty low. I'm not even going to show you the price action just yet. I'm just going to read this and then we'll try and infer some things and see if it lines up with price data. The RSI is pulling over. We see a red dot of momentum indicating momentum is moving south. We see the VWAP has moved to the downside. This means that even without looking at the price action, I can see that the market has uh, pulled to the downside compared to where it has been recently. We can see that money flow is trending to the upside, but let's pay attention to see if this rounds because if money flow does start rounding to the downside, that could be a pretty big sell signal on the four hourly chart. 
Now let's take a look at the price action. What did we say? RSI is trending down, means that we might be seeing some uh, kind of anemic movement and maybe a small correction. That's what we see happen. Red dot means momentum is shifting towards the bears. That's what's happening. VWAP says that we're lower than we have been recently. We're lower than we have been in the last 12 hours. That is accurate. So what is the four-hourly market cipher telling us? It's telling us that the market is in a bit of a correction. That's pretty much all it's telling us. Let's not overcomplicate it. Taking a look here at market side for DBSI, we can see the exact inverse of what we're seeing on the daily chart. This is what I'm talking about, where you see nested patterns. You see one uh, trend in the way, in the, in the, uh, way of the other one. We can see right here, uh, that there was a 14 on the top here um, on this four hourly candlestick pushing us to the downside and then a negative three down here. This is DBSI, Market Cypher's DBSI way of saying, hey, the market has sell side pressure. And that's actually very, very important. Now, let's go ahead and take a look here at the weekly chart. I want to show you a couple things on Market Cypher and then we're going to jump into our Lux Algo segment. I want to show you this because this is really, really important. Take a look at Market Cipher's money flow out here on the weekly chart. We saw money flow absolutely moonshot during this rally that happened from September of 20 all the way up until April of 21. Money flow, which is this line right here, rallied very fast. During our major correction that happened over the summer, sure, money flow corrected a little bit. But take note of this, guys. The money flow has remained very bullish this entire time. All of that money moving into the cryptocurrency space is doing something. And you want to know what it's doing? It's accumulating. When it accumulates, it's basic supply and demand economics. The supply goes down, and it means that the market is going to be more healthy. It is that simple. Money flow has been trending to the upside over the last couple of months, and that indicates that there's more investment coming into the space. On top of that, RSIs are sitting up here, and momentum is pretty high. We also saw a green dot happen back in July, which, guess what happened after that? gigantic rally where Bitcoin doubled in price action from 30 to 60. Just to say, the weekly chart looks very bullish. So don't get confused by short-term bullish, short-term bearish. We talk about that a lot because we're a daily coverage channel and we want to make sure you guys are up to date because a lot of you guys are traders and you need that daily information, but never forget the long-term trend. You will be in trouble if you do. It's that simple. Now, let's take a look here at Lux Algo. There are several things that I want to show you on Lux Algo on the weekly chart, especially considering, like I said earlier, we just closed the highest weekly chart candle body that we ever have. Take a look at this. We saw a, a strong buy signal back on August the 9th. We've been under that strong buy signal ever since. We saw a green trend catcher flash here on September the 27th. We've been strong ever since. Now, there is a bearish thing. That is that there was a take profit X right up here on Lux Algo. That does mean that, hey, the market's saying, hey, you should have bought in over here at 43, and hey, you should have sold up here at 64. It's true, but there are plenty of times where a local top will have that flash, and then the market will continue. This is not telling you to, hey, sell your entire portfolio. It's just saying, hey, maybe skim a little bit off the top. Maybe pull your principal out so that you're playing with house money. And Lux Algo is saying, hey, we might find we might be at a local top, but it doesn't mean that there's you know some boogeyman coming. It doesn't mean the market's about to have a giant correction. It just means that we might see a little bit of sideways movement, which, aha, newsflash, that's exactly what we're seeing. But let's take a look here at Lux Algo's uh, reversal zones because these are really important, guys. One thing I want you to notice is that whenever you're in a big uptrend, the reversal zones tr tend to trend to the upside. Why is that important? Because what I'm about to say is this. Right now, the reversal zones are giving us a price target upwards of $90,000. But take a look at this. The trends, the reversal zones are trending to the downside. That would be like me saying back over here when Bitcoin was at $9,000. Hey, look, guys, the price target is $12,000. You know what happens? Bitcoin goes in an uptrend and those reversal zones starts rallying. Basically, what I'm saying right now is the equivalent of saying in June of last year, hey, guys, the price target is 13000 and then Bitcoin went to $60,000. That's kind of what we're saying right now if we say 
that the Lux Algo reversal zones is our price target at $84,000. Because what's going to happen is that once you get up there, well, the reversal zones are going to rally, and then you're going to have to catch up with them. And then we could be looking at $100,000, $150,000, or $200,000 Bitcoin. Lux Algo's reversal zones, in my opinion, are giving us a very high price target, getting close to $100,000 at the current level. So just keep that in mind, guys. I've shown you a bunch of technical indicators that I don't want you to forget. That is one of them. Also, take a look at this. We're sitting here above the EQ cloud on Lux Algo. We have been for a long time. We had this sideways movement here for the year 2019, most of 2020, but we're in a strong uptrend right now. And by the way, just take a look at how funny the Lux Algo um, um, uh, bullish reversal zones are. These are these are pretty hilarious. So we've got strong support down at $900, just in case you're wondering. Uh, probably a little bit more useful on the lower time frames. I just thought that was funny. But taking a look down here at Lux Oscillator, we can also see that Lux Oscillator gives us a very clear picture. This is one of the reasons I love Lux Algo. And by the way, if you guys find Lux Algo to be useful, you can sign up for with the coupon code JEB, J-E-B-B for 20% off at checkout. Link is down below. But take a look here at the Lux Oscillator. It's been trending just straight vertical, just up and to the right. That's really funny because that's the narrative that we set for this. So basically, whenever we write a stream, we say, okay, what are we trying to tell the audience here? Obviously, narrative has been given a bad rap in the last 15, 20 years as news media has gone completely out the toilet. But um, narrative basically just means, hey, what is the overarching story that we're trying to tell? The overarching story of this show was up and to the right. And that's exactly what Lux Oscillator is doing right now. It's up and to the right. We saw a lot of bearishness on Lux Oscillator back over here at the beginning of the year when Bitcoin was starting to end its current uptrend, but now we're seeing a massive uptrend, not even an end in sight. So just be confident in the long term. That is what I can tell you. Have some faith, guys. Bitcoin is doing well. Let's take a look down here at the daily chart, and then after we look at the daily and four-hourly chart, we might look at an hourly chart a little bit. Drop a one in chat if you want to see some hourly chart TA. We're going to jump back into reading Super Chats. I know there's a lot of them. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And like I said, guys, if you are enjoying today's show, hit that like button. Or if you dislike the video, dislike the video. It's up to you guys. We very much appreciate the feedback I way let's take a look at lux algo here on the daily chart we're we are strong now my southern draw came out though we're we're uh, we are strong buy signal we are under a strong buy signal here on the daily chart and trend catcher is green what does that mean it means that we're bullish duh i've said this like 15 times you're probably like jeb you sound like a broken record i'm here reading the technicals if it's bullish i got to tell you we are also above the eq cloud the eq cloud is giving us a minimum uh, a maximum level uh, well not minimum or maximum it's just giving us a support zone that starts at $60,000 and goes down. This is going to continue trending up over the next couple of days. And by the way, it's going to come up here and meet our um, reversal zone, our strong bullish uh, support zone between 60 and 62 in just a couple of days. That's great. That means that we're having a, a rising bottom that is going to give us a lot of confidence in the next couple of weeks. And remember, guys, what I said earlier about the reversal zones, the reversal zones on the daily chart are also sitting at $80,000. And these do act as price targets most of the time. If you just look back at some of these rallies, we got into the reversal zone. 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 It's just it's just the way it works, guys. Whenever the market goes into a big uptrend, we generally speaking get into the reversal zone of Lux Algo. And the even at worst case scenario, the reversal zone on Lux Algo right now would get down to like $75,000. So that is very bullish. I really do feel like a broken record, but it's okay. Let's take a look here at Lux Oscillator. We can also see the Lux Oscillator flattening out a little bit just because we're trading sideways, but in general, it's still moving to the upside, and that is definitely a bullish sign. And if we take a look down here at the four-hourly chart, we have a couple more technicals, and this is what I'm talking about when I said there's a bullish on the long-term, bearish on the short-term. That's just the way it works, guys. There is a sell signal on the hourly chart, on the four-hourly chart, and this was a great sell signal. It gave you a lot of great information. We also saw Trend Catcher turn red. Trend Catcher basically is another way of confirming if you're in an up or a downtrend. It can 
serve to sort your buy and sell signals. For example, right here, we had a strong sell signal, but trend catcher did not turn red. I would not have acted on this strong sell signal because trend catcher did not turn red. What happened after this strong sell signal was we basically traded sideways. Lux Algo has like 15 indicators. It is a mistake to only read the buy and the sell signals. You want to read all of them. I've talked about my strategy on that many times. But in this case, we saw the sell signal. We saw uh, trend catcher turned red, and we saw uh, oscillator was moving to the downside. All of that told us, hey, look, guys, the market is actually bearish, and you should actually pay attention to that. And that's why we said back over here when we were dropping, hey, we're probably going down to 60 to 62,000. That is what ended up happening. So not something that we should be concerned about there. So that's all I got for you right now on the Bitcoin technicals. I know that was a lot. Let me break down in as few sentences as possible what's going on. Long term, very bullish. We're looking at, based on many different reasons, an 80 to 100,000 Bitcoin, probably $100,000 Bitcoin within the next six weeks. Daily chart. We're looking kind of bullish, but it really needs to prove itself. Four hourly chart, hourly chart, we're looking bearish and we could pull back as low as 62, maybe $60,000 at worst. But in general, I think that we're looking pretty solid. Tim, what is your take on the market right now? And then let's read some super chats. Yes. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to offer a very confusing opinion, but I believe it is true. I think barring something massive happens in the next couple of days, Bitcoin is going to look very boring slash negative. And I actually think if you were to set your support on the uh, 21st of July, I don't know. Smith, do you want to show my screen? Uh, I just tried doing something. And it's not working? Gosh, we cannot get this to work. Anyway. Let me show mine if you want. Yeah, go on, go on yours, Jeb. Daily chart, Coinbase. Doesn't really matter actually which one you use. But 21st of July to the 30th of September. This is a support we drew a while ago, but I want to bring this up and, and why I think this is really important. Because this is that concept of when in doubt, zoom out. And this is why I'm telling you, long-term bullish, and I think that we're doing great, short-term bearish. Also, uh, Jeb, this is actually really hard. you got to zoom really far out for this, okay? Anchor, the very bottom of what we hit back on the, four, uh, the 12th of March of 2020, when we just, we just had a really hard crash, we bottomed out. Anchor us level, uh, a line there, and then run it all the way up to the peak that we have ah. more recently on the 20th of October. I see. Look how many times that line has been used. We used it as support right here in the October and November or the October of 2020. It was a crucial point on that right there in our dip here in May. And then we used it as resistance all the way up this current run. That puts us in an, an ascending trading channel, which is bullish. I think we have a long way to go. But right now, look how far we are away from that level of support. I think that potentially, True. if nothing changes news-wise, if nothing changes with breaking stories, breaking adoption, if everything goes as normal, we're going to make our way over to the right towards that level of uh, support, and that is okay. Here's another thought that I have that I, I you know, if you want to go to your BLX chart, Jeb, mm -hmm. uh, and let people see this. Show me one time in the history of Bitcoin. And I know trends are made to be broken, and that's completely okay. But go to the, go to the weekly chart at least. Uh, you could go to the monthly chart as well. But show me one time where we retest a previous all-time high and reject right around that area rather than rallying up majorly. I don't see it happening ever. So if it's going to happen, this will be the first. But this bull run, at least if we're looking at historical data, is nowhere close to being over, even from that perspective of never, ever, ever have we retested all-time high and decided, you know what? That's good enough. This bull run is done. But you know what has happened? Take a look at this, guys. In 
March of 2017 when we tested that all-time high. Guess what happened? We traded below the all-time high for two months. Yeah. And then guess what happened when we hit the all-time high back over here in November of last year? We traded sideways for four weeks. So what you need to know is that when you're hitting an all-time high, there is good reason to believe that the market could have a small correction or trade sideways for a while. But guess what's unprecedented about this market? When we hit all-time high again, instead of having a four-week correction or instead of having a uh, a two-month correction, Bitcoin's actually been trending to the upside. So that actually on the weekly chart gives me more confidence than I would have had at this point when we broke $20,000 and this point when we broke $1,200. With that said, let's go ahead and jump into some super chats. I did this completely backwards. We're going to read the news stories after this, and then we're going to dive into our uh, Ethereum. So let's go ahead and do a little intermission really quickly here. Perfect. We have one from Dane John saying, Stratos and Saito, please. So the Saito is the one we talked about before. Or, yeah, I think it's Saito and Stratos. Uh, probably not going to have that time for that today, Dane. Um, but thank you so much for your donation. Uh, moving on, John Atkinson said, Matic TA, looking for a good altcoin. Thanks. Did we do Matic or did late we do last, Matic week? last week? I don't remember. I think we did. Did we? We did? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure we did. Yeah, we did Matic last week. Uh, T-Shirm, do you remember which day we did Matic? No. I can well, tell you. Right. I'll, t- I'll tell you guys right now. Matic's in a giant ascending triangle pattern with a giant price target. That's that's what I got for you on yeah. Matic at the moment. All right. Uh, Army Piper said, please take a look at the Crypto Mo Varier. So Varier must be a thing. Uh, I feel like it's very sketch, and there are thousands of your viewers in the group. Please check on it. Hmm. Um, we'll look into that. Yeah, Tim, we, can you take a note of that? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna check on that one because I think that was the one that the super chat was even. Yeah, about. that's what the person I mean, was talking about before. And, okay, uh, Fidel. Okay, here we go. Vaquirzi. Vaquirzi. He's donated before. You've had the same problem. I know. I think I just didn't get it that time either. But Fidel, for sure. My family is a skeptical family. Lately, my father is amazed by Bitcoin growth. My sis is asking me how to buy Bitcoin. Are we close to a FOMO pump? I think we are. That's that's kind of the point I'm getting at here with this this, – you know, the Thanksgiving effect kind of deal. I think a lot of people are about to get into crypto that you have not seen gotten into crypto before. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to happen. Don't underestimate the family gathering where the people who have gotten into Bitcoin <laughs> bring in the gospel of Bitcoin yes. to that Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. No, I mean, I, I've i been that guy where everybody, and actually, I'm not normally the one at Thanksgiving that brings it up. Normally, other people bring it yeah, up, but then true. I start ranting about it because, that you know, Tim, is that, a, well, actually, this is going to be your first Thanksgiving. With, with, no, 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 no. I held Thanksgiving. I held a Thanksgiving last year. Yeah, and, but you weren't that much. In, yeah, but you weren't crazy. I didn't know a whole then. heck of a lot. I just yeah. knew I was making money. That's all. You were making money. That's true. <laughs> That's definitely true. You were making money. Uh, Riley Simpson said, thoughts on XLM just broke major resistance and retested the golden pocket for support. There we go. Mm. Awesome. Cool beans. Well, guys, I want to let you know about one of the companies that has actually sponsored this channel. And I want to tell you a story about this watch right here. This watch... I bought literally the week that I moved out of my dad's house, about three years ago. Two years ago, and Tim remembers this because he remembers the day, I crashed a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. I wheelied the motorcycle, I fell off of it, and I landed wrists first about 20 miles an hour. Now, Vincero, the Vincero Collective, they like to brag about how the, not brag, they like to tell the truth about how how durable their watches are. You've seen me wear this watch for the last two years, and if you've been here for a while, you've heard me tell this story. This watch I was wearing when I crashed that motorcycle 
two years ago and it still works. I can't really get too close to the screen, but you might be able to see it. I landed face first on asphalt on this thing and it didn't break. It barely even has a scratch on it and it has been a rock star of a watch. I've been getting compliments on it for a long time. I even bought one of these for my brother and gave it to him and he got a girlfriend with it. So guys, we are now, I'm very happy to announce, sponsored in part by Vincero and I'm really excited because they sent us some new merchandise that I'm really excited about. Number one, we got this watch right here. Check this guy out. This is really nice. You've probably seen me wear this over the last couple of days. And then we also have another one right here. This one is called, this is part of their Outrider Collective, and I love this watch. This thing looks amazing. T-Shroom told me that this one looks like, you know, you're on the yacht, and this one looks like you're in the boardroom. So, guys, there is a 30% off site-wide discount going on right now at Vincero. You can find the link for that down below. And like I said, they are sponsoring today's show, so we very much appreciate, appreciate Vincero. And I just wanted to let you guys know something about the sponsors that we take here. We take sponsors that we believe in. I've been wearing their watches and using their merchandise for years now, and and that's why we're working with them, and I'm very excited about it. Tim, you got to watch also. I do. I, I, I was in a no. I was in a rush from the gym and didn't put it on because I don't oh, work out in it. Tim. Uh, but I do have a hat in my office that I thought about putting on, but I'll wear it tomorrow. There you uh, go. Because I didn't know if we were. I didn't. I didn't know for certain if today was the day we were launching. Today is we the day. In relationship with Guys, them. we Sweet. have a lot of cool stuff coming, well, and I am in cool, love though. with this. Like I said, they have a 30% site wide discount going on right now for uh, Black Friday and Thanksgiving. So make sure to check them out. Like I said, guys, we do not. We we don't take sponsors that we don't believe in. I fully believe in this company. I've talked to a lot of the people that work there uh, in setting this all up, so we're very much appreciative uh, of them. But with that said, let's go ahead and move on to some news. I want to talk here briefly about something called the CBBI. The CBBI is uh, the Cointalks Crypto Bitcoin Bull Run Index, and it basically tells us how far away are we from all-time high. We have seen this hit 100 every single time that we've hit all-time high in history. And what we are seeing right now is we're sitting at 60. What does that mean? It basically means that we are nowhere near all-time high. This tells us that Bitcoin has room to run. That kind of lays the foundation for what I'm going to tell here, because also we have another article here uh, quoting Willy Wu, his price prediction, as you can see right here, is sitting up around $200,000, and we believe that he is probably right. And here's a couple of the reasons why. Number one, this is the big story of the day. Bitcoin's biggest upgrade since Segwit in 2017 activated. Right when I got into the cryptocurrency market, something called Segwit came on. It's called Segregated Witness, and it basically splits up parts of the transaction to help Bitcoin be uh, more efficient and be able to hold about two times the number of transactions. It also laid the foundation for some of the things that just went live yesterday on Sunday, which is known as Taproot. You've probably heard about this thing called Taproot. Basically, it is, in the last four years, the largest and actually one of the only major updates that we've seen to Bitcoin's protocol, and it does a couple of major things. Number one, through something called Schnorr Signatures, it actually helps quite a bit with Bitcoin's security, and it also helps a little bit with scalability. Number two, it also helps a lot with efficiency, and it's hopefully going to allow for there to be able to be much more throughput for Bitcoin. And number three, and perhaps most importantly, it also paves the way, not yet, but it kind of paves the way for Bitcoin potentially being able to have decentralized applications on it. You heard that right, folks. Potentially, Bitcoin in the future could have DAP built on it, meaning that it could have some kind of DeFi built on it. And if you're thinking, well, gee whiz, why would I ever do DeFi on Bitcoin when I could do it on Ethereum? Here's the thing. Ethereum might be tailored around decentralized applications, but Ethereum does not hold a candle to the privacy and the security that Bitcoin has being the largest decentralized network on the planet. So any decentralized application that doesn't need to handle high throughput, but can deal with low throughput and also needs 
absolutely rock solid, literally world-class security and tamper-proof, Bitcoin would be the place that you would look for that. Ethereum is a great project, don't get me wrong, but if you're looking for those attributes in a smart contract, you're gonna look to Bitcoin if that comes around. This is a massive fundamental development. As traders and investors, if you're not a programmer or a blockchain dev, this doesn't make a difference to you yet. But the things that will be able to be built on Taproot are huge, and we're very, very excited for it. There are a lot of things showing uh, Bitcoin in the next couple of days, in the next couple of months, moving on into the next couple of years as more things are built on top of that. Speaking of that, let's go ahead and talk here about something called VanEck. You probably heard of VanEck. They are a company that has a bunch of different B- uh, ETFs. They've worked in gold and precious metals and commodities for 50, 60 years, and they've been trying to get a Bitcoin futures, e- uh, excuse me, a Bitcoin spot ETF launched for years now. Two things here. Number one's good. Number two is bad. Number one, they actually got a Bitcoin futures ETF launched, uh, and it's going live tomorrow on CB. OE, which will be the second time we've had a futures contra, a futures ETF. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't a futures con- uh, ETF, but it was futures go live on CBOE. But the bad news is they had their spot ETF declined by the SEC, which is kind of sad. We've been wanting a spot ETF for a while, but just wanted to kind of read you that headline. It's pretty interesting. And finally, last but not least, AMC officially begins accepting cryptocurrencies as a form of payment. We announced this a couple of weeks ago uh, when AMC came out and said, hey, we're going to be accepting, I think it was Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, a few others, Ethereum, Bitcoin, um, and they are now going through with that, you will be able to use those major cryptocurrencies at AMC theaters. That is a pretty big deal, not necessarily for crypto, but actually for AMC. We're, at the, we're in this era now where uh, cryptocurrency adoption means less for cryptocurrency than it does for the company adopting it. And that's really funny because, oh, how the turns have tabled, as the old saying goes. And yes, that was intentionally said backwards. That's a reference to God knows what. I don't remember what that's a reference to. Does anybody in the room remember that? No. Did they say that in the office? In the office, he's just like, how oh, the tape. T- the turntables. How the turntables? Turn. Yeah, he doesn't know what else to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of plays on that one. Well, there you go. Yeah. Cool beans. Well, guys, let's go ahead and move right back into Ethereum here. Or not back into Ethereum. Let's move into Ethereum. There are some very interesting things going on on Ethereum right now. I got a headline here. I'm just going to read you the headline. I'm not even going to open the article. Former Goldman Sachs executive takes a dig at Bitcoin maximalists in favor of Ethereum. Really interesting how Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan and all these companies are always trying to sow division in the cryptocurrency space. It's almost like the big banks don't want Bitcoin to succeed. Hmm. Maybe there's a reason for that. I digress. Let's take a look here at Ethereum. We're going to be kind of brief on Ethereum. We've talked about it quite a bit here. Ethereum is in a massive uptrend. But guess what we said last week? We said last week, Ethereum is in this rising wedge. It's probably going to break bearish out of it, and it's probably going to trade sideways. What has happened? Ethereum, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here. I'm just saying, guys, technical analysis works. Ethereum uh, rallied to 48.88. If you'll remember to two weeks ago, I said, yeah, it's probably going to go up close to $5,000 and it's going to break bearish out of this rising wedge. Went up to 48.88 and it's been breaking bearish out of this rising wedge. It's kind of what we saw coming. It's pulled back down to around $4,400, which is the previous all-time high. It's currently sitting at $4,600. I said last week that we're probably going to have some bearish movement here. The market is probably not done correcting because we're seeing an anemic nature in the cryptocurrency space right now. If anything is going to rally, I think it's Bitcoin and I think some of these altcoins are going to get left behind. Why? Ethereum has been rallying quite a bit ever since the beginning of October. It has not had the same kind of correction that Bitcoin has ever since the middle of October. I think that Ethereum needs to see the same thing take place where it trades sideways for a while, comes down and tests an uptrending level of support such as this one, maybe over here around mid-December at 4400 bucks, and then it will continue rallying towards the end of the year. I am not saying that Ethereum is going to six, seven, eight thousand dollars this month. I think it's going to happen this year, but I think that the rest of the, I think this week, 
and probably on into next week, we're going to see some anemic price action coming from Ethereum. And we're also going to see uh, hopefully some bigger rallies starting to form on Bitcoin. I'm not expecting explosive movement, but I am expecting uh, general uptrending. Like I said, we could pull back down as low as $60,000 first. But in general, I think we're going to be higher two weeks from today than we are right now. I don't know if I can say the same thing about Ethereum. Taking a look here at some of its technicals, one of the first things I want to show you is the uh, MACD. There was briefly, uh, there was finally a MACD cross, a bearish cross that happened on the 10th of November. We talked about this back then. I think it was on Thursday. We've talked about how the MACD has been rounding and losing a lot of its strength over the last couple of months, and it has now done the uh, the, the thing that we were hoping would not happen, which is that it had a bearish MACD cross. But really, guys, that can be seen as a good thing because we need to have those corrections. Taking a look here at the daily chart, we can see that the RSI on Ethereum pulled all the way down to 60 that's telling us that the market is a little bit overextended, uh, not overextended, but it's in a little bit of a correction, and we might expect that to continue. Taking a look here at our volume, we can also see that the volume has been on a steady downtrend ever since September of this year, and that's indicating to us that the market is, one, in this rising wedge, but two, probably looking to fall over just a little bit. We want to see it continue moving to the upside, but we just don't have the confidence right now. At least that's the way it seems. On top of that, we can also see that we've pulled back quite a bit down here on the RSI. Ever since November 10th, we've been largely in the bearish control zone down here. And that does tell us that the market is being controlled by the bears right now. We've set a triple bottom down here right around 4500 bucks. But if Ethereum doesn't manage to get back up above this uptrending level of support, which would be very difficult, by the way, then we're going to turn it into resistance. We're probably going to reject from it. We're probably going to test 4500 bucks again and it's probably not going to hold because when you test a level of support four times, it normally doesn't go well. So let me break down what I'm seeing on Ethereum right now. Ethereum, I think, has outrun Bitcoin. Not I think, it definitely has outrun Bitcoin. That is a statistical fact. What I think is that Bitcoin is going to start taking some of the reins, especially moving up here into Thanksgiving in a week and a half. And some of these altcoins are going to get a little bit left behind. They're not going to have a giant crash per se, but we could see 5, 10, 15% drops in sideways movement. Here's what I think about Bitcoin up and to the right. Here's what I think about Ethereum right. That is the TLDR of all of this analysis today, but we like to show you why we come to those conclusions because if we simply throw an opinion at you and we don't substantiate it, then you're not going to know if it's a good one or a bad one. So hopefully we've done a good job in this show of explaining where we see these things coming from. Looking down at the hourly chart on Ethereum, we can also see that we've seen another bearish MACD cross, and that is happening this hour right now. So any of you guys that are in Ethereum at the moment, I would personally be expecting a good deal of bearishness over the next few hours, even taking a look here at Lux Algo. I have a feeling that a sell signal has come in. There you go. My gut was right. I've been using this enough. We see that there was a sell signal, and we're currently pushing back down to the EQ cloud of support. Tim, what is your take on Ethereum, and do you agree with me? I think to the right for sure. I, I mean, so I, th I think that we're going to see a similar rally with Ethereum and Bitcoin at the same time. I think, as I just said about Bitcoin, I actually think Bitcoin's moving to the right here for a little bit before it resumes its rally. Uh, and then it's going to explode. And I think, you know, it's Ethereum currently is in an ascending wedge. It needs, to, it needs to break bearish out of it. The one good thing about it, and this is bullish, is it's doing a great job of using that 20 daily SMA for support. Uh, and I love what I see there, but I do think there, there comes a point where it's going to break. It's going to move sideways slash down. That's a good point. Uh, it's going to rally, create some some press. And the same thing as Bitcoin. Uh, you know, when, when news breaks, and I don't know what it's going to be yet, 
but something's going to happen with a massive amount of adoption news happening and people are going to get involved. Uh, don't forget, you know, we just talked about Thanksgiving dinners where people talk about Bitcoin. Um, uh, people are going to talk about Ethereum as well. That's true. People are going to get into Ethereum. There's going to be there's still that argument that people are going to make of, well, what what how much profit could I make with Bitcoin versus how much profit could I make with Ethereum? I think I can make a little bit more with Ethereum. Therefore, let me go with Ethereum. So, I mean, I I think right now the entire crypto market is kind of in a lull, a boring, yeah. almost like when you're at the beach, right before a massive wave comes in, the water gets sucked out. Yeah, I think that's what we're seeing right now. I do not think this is the end of the bull run. I don't think this is the end of the, the altcoin run. I don't think this is the end of Bitcoin and Ethereum run. I think this is almost like a sucking in for a massive wave coming within the next couple of weeks. I completely agree with that sentiment. With that said, let's go ahead and do a little bit of a snapshot on some of these altcoins that you guys wrote in. Uh, one of our researchers, Kelly, put some of them here in my notes document. And the first one that we're going to look at here briefly, we're doing under 60 seconds on these projects, guys. We're going to look at Solana, AVAX, Engine, Cody, Vet, and Crow. I've not even ever looked at Crow, so we're going to look at CRO, I believe is the way that you should say that, actually. Let's start off with Solana. Right now, Solana is in a pretty major uptrend. As you guys know, it jumped into the top 10. It has actually jumped into the top 5. It's currently sitting at rank number 5, and it keeps fighting with Tether for rank number 4. It has come down and retest our previous level of resistance at 222 bucks twice and is currently trying to bounce off of that. If Solana holds above 220, then be expecting for it to continue rallying here, contingent on the rest of the cryptocurrency market. If the rest of crypto does not manage to bring some, um, you know, force back into this space, then it probably will sit up here and trade sideways for a while. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Solana is overextended. I don't think it deserves to be number five. I think that Cardano deserves to be number five. Maybe I'm just salty, but I personally think that Solana is one of these transient projects that is not going to stay up here for a long time. But that being said, there are opportunities to be made here. But I will encourage you to remember, Solana is at at $73 billion. If you're looking for a perceived low-cap altcoin to make a 10x on, Solana would have to overtake Ethereum for you to 10x your money in it. You can probably find a better opportunity. If you're looking for a risky trade, you can probably find something better down around 20, 30, 40. And if you're looking for a stable position, Bitcoin or Ethereum are better. So as far as the investor is concerned, I don't really see the point of investing in Solana right now because I don't think it's ever going to overtake Ethereum. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong in the past. I'll be wrong in the future. I don't like being, but I will admit when I am. I just don't personally see the point in investing in Solana. It kind of sits in this weird middle ground. Let's look at AVAX right now real quick. Avalanche, one of the smart contract platforms that I am actually pretty interested in. It's currently in a gigantic ascending triangle platform. <laughs> platform. Gigantic ascending triangle pattern with an uptrending level of resistance right here, uptrending level of support right here. This, in my opinion, is probably going to break bearish in the same way that I think Solana is a little bit overextended. I think Avalanche is a little bit overextended, not massively speaking, but I think it could use a small correction, maybe down to about 80 bucks. It pushed all the way up to 100. If it were to follow in its footsteps of previous uh, price action, we should see a correction on Avalanche down here to around 80 to $85, and then it might bounce and continue rallying here. I think Avalanche is slightly undervalued. I'm not saying, I don't think it's massively undervalued, but I could see it being at 150, 200, 250 bucks by the end of the year if the rest of the cryptocurrency market does what I think it's going to do. So in general, I'm pretty bullish on AVAX, but for the next week or so, not so much. Let's take a look here at Engine. And by the way, guys, drop a one in chat if you like this segment where I kind of run through some of your favorite altcoins. Engine coin is one that you guys have been excited about. You guys are always asking about. It. I think we've even had some questions about it today. Engine right now, I believe I even looked at this a little bit earlier, is right now in a gigantic ascending triangle, ascending wedge, similarly to the rest of these altcoins, and it's also in a symmetrical triangle pattern. This means two things. One, it's probably going to have a bullish breakout here in the next couple of days. 
maybe push all the way up to four bucks. But from there, contingent on the rest of the cryptocurrency markets movements, probably going to have a correction down to about $3 just by following the pattern that is currently in. If we look at the volume, we can see there's been a, a massive amount of volume, and that indicates that the retail is very interested in this project. And it makes sense because it's gone from a dollar and two cents, a dollar and 20 cents, up to uh, $3.60 in the span of just over a month. There's a lot of hype behind this project right now, and I think there are still gains to be made here, but I think you're on the back half of this uptrend. I think you missed the major part of the uptrend. There's still gains to be made, but you're kind of uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel if you're trying to make gains in engine right now. At least that's what I am seeing. Now let's take a look at Cody. You guys are always asking about this project. This might be one of the most commonly requested projects. We briefly looked at this before. Cody is in a gigantic inverse head and shoulders pattern. It's got kind of a peak of a head right down there, but it does count. And we have a, a resistance at 50 cents, which we have now turned into support. I actually really like that Cody has traded sideways here for the last several months. It reminds me of Cardano because it's sitting up here just locking in these gains saying, no, I'm building support up here. I'm building support up here. I'm building support up here. You can see the VPVR starting to build over here. I like this. I don't see a big movement coming out of Cody anytime soon unless there's something fundamental going on that I'm not aware of, in which case we could could see a big movement. But for right now, I think Cody is probably going to continue trading sideways. But at some point in the future, I do think it's going to have a big uptrend. If we take a look at it over here on CoinMarketCap, you can see that it's ranked 164. So Cody, based on its fundamentals and based on the hype around it, is probably one of these low cap gems that could have a major movement. Why? Because one, it seems to have a very powerful community. And two, it seems to have interesting fundamentals. I need to research it more before I say that definitively. But I can definitely say that it has a passionate community. And as we've seen out of Cardano, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, all these cryptocurrencies, a major and um, a major supportive community is a very important component of that. Let's take a look here at VeChain. VeChain has an all-time high. It's set uh, last year, or excuse me, earlier this year, up around 26 cents. It's currently in a rising wedge, and it is trying to break to the upside. Just like a lot of these altcoins, I think it's probably going to have a small correction, and then it's going to break up, but I don't think it's going to have a big correction. I think it's just going to trade sideways for a little bit. It might even come down to a support level around 14 cents. I'm talking maybe 5% to the downside, nothing major, and then I do think it is going to do very well. VeChain is a very powerful uh, cryptocurrency. And if it is able to help in any way with the supply chain logistics nightmares that we've been dealing with, then it is probably going to do very well. Now, let's look at our final one here called Crow, C-R-O. Just got listed on Coinbase. Not a lot of technicals that I can do on this because it's such a young chart and because it's just in a moonshine. It's up 74% in 12 days and it just had this giant wick. Should you buy this project? That's the question on the table. It has a massive wick that, as we can see, is 20% tall. I would say no. And the reason I would say no is because it just got listed on Coinbase a week and a half ago, meaning that the hype from getting listed on Coinbase is now gone. The day it got listed on Coinbase, yeah, probably a good idea to buy this. You've probably already missed the gains on CRO. A lot of people are interested in it, but that is my personal take. Tim, are you going to talk to your family about Bitcoin at Thanksgiving? I, I mean, absolutely. That's, the truth is, though, like, so my brother-in-law, so for example, we're going to my in-law's house for Thanksgiving. My brother-in-law got into crypto uh four or five months ago so almost every single time we hang that. out yes trey trey if you're watching trey. shout out you know shout every time trey. every time we get together we talk about it now uh you know it, it, even my dad and my mom you know they'll they kind of are gauging like they they have an investment portfolio not in crypto and just the stock market and stuff but they they ask questions they inquire and you can tell that they're getting very very close to it's go ahead and telling their uh they're, what do you call it, a broker? I don't even know what you, your agent, planner. you know, the, hey, go ahead, pull the trigger. Let's move some stuff into crypto. Mm -hmm. um, 
Wish they had listened to me back when it was like yeah. <laughs> around like twenty, but yeah, you they're, know, still, they're still they're still pretty early. Always twenty twenty. Uh, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Like I mean, it, and again, it's it, everyone knows that's my job. That's what happens when you have a job. People ask you how it works going, and of course, when you say you know. Oh, I work for a crypto company that they have 27 other questions they want to yeah. ask. So I remember your mom, was it your mom or Taylor's mom that I had to, uh, before I could. It was her ex- grandma. It was her grandma. Before yeah. I could explain to her what we did, I had to first explain to her what YouTube was. <laughs> oh, it was. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, they, yeah. yeah. Oh, there right. you go. Cool. About right. But that's where we are, guys. A lot of people are learning about crypto, and hey, we that's what we stand for. We stand for education. We want to help you guys. I'm not knocking that in any way, shape, or form. I just thought it was funny, so don't take that the wrong way. Another question, Tim. Did you think we would hit 200,000 subscribers within a year of you joining? And was it all because of you? Do you take all the credit? You know, I want to... I'm going to be real. I didn't really put too much thought to that. I just kind of put my head down and did my work and then let you guys... Because you and Shannon were always discussing the number and Smay, you know, chimed in. Uh, ever since I started really thinking, I think we can grow faster. Like, I think that we're... Yeah. And we're working on stuff, just so you guys know, right now, to continue to give you guys content and yep. not just a lot of content, but very quality content. And it's not just on YouTube. It's going to be on other platforms as well. But, um, no, I mean... <sighs> There were moments this year where we, it looked like we were going parabolic. Other moments where it's like, okay, this slowed down immensely, and yep. we're kind of sitting in a nice little comfort zone right now. But I, I know that we have some stuff coming that is going to grow it here soon again, and mm-hmm. you guys are part of it. So Yeah. My final question here, and this is an interesting one. Yeah. Do you think Bitcoin or the CryptoGem channel will hit a million first? Wow. <laughs> that was a – somebody I, clipped that reaction. On, that was I, that, that's – I, that's easy for me. I don't see us hitting a million for a long time. I think we're going to hit Bitcoin a million. Or I, the think, uh, I think Bitcoin, I mean. I think we're going to hit a yeah. million way before Bitcoin. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we're going to hit a million I, way I, before I'm Bitcoin. I'm pretty sure, yes, but there's also, you know, uh, there. the thing about Bitcoin is as much as we like to think it's massively adopted, it's not. It's not even it's, close, are, yeah. Like, we are just barely scratching the surface, and if something unlocks... That's why I'm like, I mean, but I, everyone I think the says easy that. answer is everyone our channel, but like we could like, we talked about it before. I, I think we're going to hit a million way sooner than most people actually think. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know when that is, but let's go ahead and just say the channel. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think the channel is going to hit it. Tell us in chat, drop a the one channel. in chat if you think Bitcoin will hit it first and a two in chat if you think the Crypto Jab channel will hit a million first. Guys, we are so very thankful for all of you guys who have chosen to subscribe. You choose to tune in every single day. I'm talking about all the people in chat right now. Matt sees in chat. Just a shout out to him, for example. Thank you guys so much for being on board. Remember, today show was brought to you by, by Vincero. So if you want some watches that look like this or that look like this, then make sure to check the link out down below. There is a 30% site-wide discount going on right now. And you're not going to want to miss it because they are an official sponsor of our show and they make amazing watches. I told you, I literally crashed a motorcycle on this thing and it was completely fine. They've also got some really stylish looking shirts and hats and blue light glasses. Taylor, your wife is rocking some of those blue light glasses right now. They look really good. Guys, make sure to check out Vincero down below. Can we do like a, just a speed run, do questions like five yeah, second answers? absolutely. Right. That's what I wanted. Perfect. All right. Jonathan Reisman said, congrats on 200K. Been with you since 40K. Can you please discuss Kadena? Many YouTubers ignoring it, which is disingenuous. Um. We can perhaps put it at some in some other show. Yeah, not We're, today. Not today. Sorry. Uh, thank you. Here we go. Harshith Velichetti said, uh, Harshith. Today's Indian newspaper news, Indian government concerns over Bitcoin and terrorism news. Uh, this is another one. News, government of India allows retail investors to get into bond market. What are your thoughts? I think I saw that article, and it's pretty interesting because India has been – 
changing its tune on cryptocurrencies recently, and I think that's a very good thing for the Indian people. I think uh, cryptocurrencies have a lot of ability to help a lot of people in India, so I want to see India embracing cryptocurrency. So, yeah. yeah. Kari Atar Mountain Twig said, Hey, guys, if you had to choose which ecosystem would you bet on winning uh – would bet on being the winning one for the rest of this bull run. Winning ecosystem, they mean as in probably like Ethereum, Cardano. I, I would say it's probably going to be Ethereum just because there's so much going on with Ethereum. Yeah. Ethereum 2.0 is likely going to be launching relatively soon. So make sure to check out Ethereum 2.0. It's, when it launches, probably sometime in the first half of next what, year is when a lot of people are expecting. That's going to be insane. What would you say are the options? Ethereum? Ethereum, Cardano. So Binance, that, Binance, Binance with Binance with their Binance with their smart good, but yeah, yeah Binance, Polkadot, here, yeah. Um, there's a uh, Avalanche, Avax, there's a lot of them. But guys, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure to hit that like button. We very much appreciate all of the Jedi Knights. I think we have a couple of we super have a couple, chats left. We're, we're gonna Let's run through them. Speed. We appreciate uh, you guys for super. High Def said hello that. from LA, Orange County. Love you guys. Congrats to Smay. Keep it going. P.S. The Gators Playbook can be found in Tim's beard. Give it back. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> what the heck? Jay Kaz said I'm up 30 percent on Bitcoin and don't usually buy on the way up. To too late to buy more? Question mark. I wouldn't say it's too late to buy Never. more. Just make sure that you don't overinvest. Last couple. Matt C said, "Great job on the news on the new format. I know a lot of people are working hard in the background to bring the additional content. Much appreciated. Thank you, Matt C. We yeah. had a couple donations from Riley Simpson and, and Kevin Garcia. Didn't want to say anything. Just wanted to donate. And last one, Richard. Uh, Richard. Roger Adcock said." Uh, FJB smash up the likes. Thank you for promoting the like button. We're not going to promote the other part, but thank yeah. you guys so much for all of the super chats. We really appreciate you guys. Make sure to check out VinceroCollective.com forward slash crypto Jeb. You can find a link for that at the top of the description. Also, just put it in chat. And also make sure to sign up for Lux Algo if you haven't already. These sponsors we believe in, we use every single day, and they help to bring you this channel because it's not free, and we want to make sure that we're able to continue bringing you high-quality educational content every single day because that's what we set out to do when we first started this channel. Thank you guys so much for watching. Before we go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.